When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Welcome, uh, everybody. And, of course, uh, it's been a couple of days now since we got the news that there is not going to be a recall on the ballot anytime soon concerning the... L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. We're going to talk later on on the show to John Hatami, who's been one of the most passionate, outspoken deputy DAs about the importance of the ouster of George Gascon for that job because he has just set back criminal justice incredible amounts since he's been DA for just a month, a year and a half. One thing Gascon ought to get through his skull here is that uh, he is still despised by much of the county. And he is still despised by nearly all of the deputy DAs that work for him. The only people who love him are killers, felons, criminals, right? All the, all the, all the scum of our society love Gascon. They're toasting him in prison. They're talking yeah. about having tattoos yeah. on their face of him. All right. So believe me, everybody. Who's ever heard of something like that? Everybody I know who followed this story was very disappointed that Gascon didn't recall. And we don't know why yet. But there is a tremendous amount of desire. To have him recalled. There's a tremendous desire wishing he would quit or some way get forced out. There's 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 nobody's looking at this and saying, oh, well, I guess that, that's the way it is. This is this shouldn't be the way it is. OK, because he, he's he's really evil. Right? He's uh, there. There's cops getting getting murdered now on top of everything else. Multiple cops getting murdered. So I, I don't know uh, why why anybody should feel comfortable that George Gascon is still the district attorney. It's still a terrible situation. He still should be gone. So we made an appearance on Fox 11. We thought we'd play you a minute because it's, you know, it's Kermit with the usual babblings. But this part, 
I guess he was asked, how come 98% of the deputy DAs wanted you out of the job, your own employees? Let's listen. I think it's important to understand the scope of, you know, this is an office of about 20 to 100 people. And I'm very familiar with the people that you guys talk on a regular basis. Um, but even when there was a vote of no confidence, I, I happen to know a lot of people that call me and reach out to me and say they were being badgered. Uh, they, if they had not responded, they were being singled out. They were being harassed in the workplace. They were being told that this was going to go to an independent person in Canada, that they wouldn't know how they reply. Uh, so there so they, were bullied? they were bullied into voting no confidence? I have, I have to tell you that some people uh, say this much. But look, I, I think this is water under the bridge. I, I like to focus on the future because I want to make sure that those that are doing the job, and that's the majority of the people in the office, get the support and they get the things that they need in order to do the work well. And I'm going to be here for them. There's no water under the bridge. You're letting out people who've murdered and you're letting out people who go on to murder again. So there's no water on the bridge. Nobody got bullied. In fact, what, is, was, what is, was that part about Canada? I don't think I followed that. I didn't. I don't. I don't know what he meant either. I, it was it, babbling it, something about Canada. Look, there are people incapable. I think we all know them in our lives. Incapable of admitting that they're bad at their job, that they're a screw up, that they made mistakes. They're incapable of absorbing criticism. They're narcissists. Everything bounces off them. That's just the way their brains are wired. Their brains are not wired. They, they're sociopaths. They don't have the ability of introspection or remorse. They're not capable of it. So it is really like talking to a wall. You could yell at Gascon all day and night and insult him. You could prove that he's wrong 15 different ways. He'll always have a comeback. I, I, I'm beyond listening to Mr. Comeback. Mr. I always have an answer. I've got a data. That's why this was the, you know, this is what had to be done. He had to be removed. Now we'll find out why this didn't work, but he still has to be removed. He's still lying. He still doesn't care about the damage he's done. He doesn't care about the dead cops. He doesn't care about the people who were murdered by the prisoners he's trying to let out early. He's the same sociopath that all the stupidos in this county elected to begin with because they weren't paying attention. And, uh, uh, John Atami was quoted. Uh, he told Fox News in a statement, the vote of the deputy DAs to support or not support his recall was done over the Internet individually and confidentially. There's no way anyone would know how anyone else voted, where they voted, when they voted, if they did or didn't vote. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's Gascon's embarrassed by this. So he made up a BS answer. Come yeah. on. Yeah, he just lied. Look, if he if he's willing to release people who murder. Of course he's willing to lie. Lying is like a, a, a micro, a micro offense. I think he should have told the truth. And I'm surprised he didn't. And here's the truth. His, the truth should have been, I got to get rid of all these deputy DAs because they don't have the same agenda as I do. To change the criminal justice system so people aren't punished much. Because it's racist. It's unfair. <laughs> well, honestly, that's why they're against him. Because the kinds of things he wants to do is directives goes against everything they've done. They spent their whole careers doing and what they believe in. Why couldn't he have just spoken the truth to that? Instead of trying to tell us, well, no, I think I have a lot of support and they were bullied. Who gave him that stupid answer? Did he make that up on the fly? Why didn't just know. tell the truth? I he know. has done that before, but he tried to make it sound like, I know the people you speak this, to. John Hatami is one of those that's been on Look, 
TV and radio quite a bit. And what Gascon was trying to do is marginalize them. Oh, they're just a few dissenters. But 98% voted confidentially. They want you out. Well, they were bullied. I mean, no. Tell the truth. They don't like what you're doing. Stand up to that truth. And if you want to get rid of them all, well, you're going to have to go do that. Replace them. I mean, some of them are already quitting. We know that. And he's brought in these public defenders in key positions in the DA's office to yeah. carry out his, uh, his plan. He's trying to destroy the system. And don't be fooled by his claims of racism. He's the racist. His policies lead to more young black men getting murdered because he doesn't prosecute all, all the felons running around. He causes more deaths in the black community. So he's the racist. He's the one bringing suffering to all these neighborhoods. And he should be called on that every time. Every yeah. time. How many times have you told you the and victims of these crimes are often also people of color? Yeah, they are. Very much. The, the, the whole movement from Gascon to Black Lives Matter to all these preening, pandering politicians, they are killing more minorities with their policies than, than is imaginable. Because their so, policies are letting the dangerous people continue yeah. to be on the streets. So they're the racists, and they should be called that and dealt with like the racists that they are. Because their policies lead to death. No way they get the moral high ground. They should never get the moral high ground. All right, when we come back, oh, a long time El Segundo Times columnist Robin Abkarian weighs in on Gascon. In fact, she stuck Mike Bonin in there too she's like i'm a proud progressive and this is how we really see all this well we'll give you her unique opinion there's, there's right and wrong in it coming up next john and ken kfi right, coming up after the news at 3 30 holy mackerel california justice such as it is extends outside of the range of the la county district attorney george gascon one of the kidnappers of those school children in 1976 this is the chowchilla case this is where they were buried alive in a rock quarry inside their school bus is being released from prison. We'll talk about Fred Woods after the news. This is, this is, you know, there's a lot of Gascones in the system now, and it's a, it's a really psycho philosophy. And if you haven't heard this story, it, you, you are going to uh, punch a hole through your front windshield. One of the so. longtime... El Segundo Times columnist is Robert Abkarian. Uh, we usually use her as a funny punching bag because uh, but she really is a ditz brain. She, she's uh, so, she lives she's in Venice. A, I know that because she's silly written about person. that before. She, she, uh, she jumps on every progressive bandwagon there is and has the most cliched, simplistic, silly arguments. But she kind of considers herself like a moderate progressive, so to speak, trying to be like... Of the sympathetic voice of reason here. I'm not really a crazy far-out activist. So she starts the story about Gascon, talking about a story we did, and of course, because it happened in Venice. She talked to a woman by the name of Rachel Hart. You may remember this story. We had Rachel on the show. This is when that teenage driver went the wrong way and plowed into Rachel, who was pushing her baby in a stroller in the alleyway. And the video was unbelievable that Rachel managed to just get up against the wall before the car could have run them down. And then, of course, the teenager kept on going. He got involved in another collision, and they caught him. Cops say he was intoxicated. They charged him, of course, with felonies and so forth. But because he was a teenager, he got preferential treatment from George Gascon. Um, she actually writes, 
She only, so was, he, was the sentence a mere slap on the wrist or just punishment for a callow driver who came within a hair's breadth of killing a mother and child? But it was five to seven months. It yeah. could have been a double murder. It in, was in a youth in, probation camp. It was inches away yeah. from being a double murder, the poor mother and child being crushed. This is somebody who will come kill somebody someday. Yeah. See, the, the teenage drivers, or I'm, the teenage criminals, scare me the most because they're just starting out. And they are going to get lenient sentences. And so when they get out, then they're really going to start killing people. They're really going to do damage because they'll be older, bigger, bigger and stronger, more embittered. And they'll be emboldened because they got a slap on the wrist. And they realize, hey, this system doesn't really punish, so I can do what I want and let out all my violent energy. So she's right when she says in her column that Gascon is full of it when he calls this a power grab by right-wing conservatives. She didn't see that. She said he ought to acknowledge that there are a lot of people out there, constituents, even employees, we just talked about his deputy DAs who have differences with him, and he ought to be more humble about it. But this part... Wow. I believe he's a principled proponent of equal justice. I support his commitment to ending racial disparities in the legal system and increasing police accountability. Voters share these feelings. After all, they put him in office by a wide margin in 2020 over two-time incumbent Jackie Lacey. We believe, and I think the polls bore this out last year or the year before they took the poll, people do have buyer's remorse. They did not know. That Gascon was going to do this. The last people poll, were polled in L.A. County. It was overwhelming. They'd like him out of office. The last poll was like 64 to 21 against Gascon. The people who voted for him, most didn't know that he was going to do the things he did. He didn't run specifically on this stuff, and she should know that, which means either she's lying or she's ignorant. I'm pretty tired of asking that question. Are you lying or you're ignorant? It's pretty clear that he did not. When he, first day he was in office— and he published his declaration of all the new policies. Everybody freaked out on day one. Everybody. Nobody knew this was coming. You know, he, he was doing the progressive happy dance while he was running. But nobody knew the specifics would be so extreme. And she knows that nobody knew it. So stop with the boilerplate. You see this in all the L.A. Times opinion columns and editorials. You know, he was voted in by the public. Apparently they did want this kind of progressive movement. No, they didn't. You're absolutely full of it. You're dreaming. You're gaslighting. You're lying. No, so, people don't want it. This is how wrong she gets this. She believes... That the likes of Karen Bass and this guy that wants to replace Mike Bonin, his name is Aaron Darling, these are the kind of progressives we want with progressive solutions to the problems that bedevil us. No, they're going to carry out the same policies as Gascon and Bonin. It's just maybe they won't be obnoxious about it or blaming, you know, right wing conservatives for trying to get them uh, yeah, derailed. Yeah, there aren't, there are, there, there's like five right-wing conservatives in L.A., so stop it. Okay, oh, they don't exist. in the West Side where Bonin's council he, district. He, here, here's the line that really gets me. She writes, in Los Angeles anyway, it seems that people who scream the loudest about Gascon's approach to criminal justice and Bonin's approach to homelessness are the noisy minority. And the more they have felt disregarded and disrespected, the louder they have yelled. Bonin's approach to homelessness is to allow... Dangerous encampments of violent drug addicts, mental patients, 
sex molesters, and criminals encampments in front of schools. He was one of only three who voted against the ordinance to ban the encampments in front of schools. I don't know, and I live on the west side, so she could, she could take a hike. I know the people I live with. There are zero in favor of homeless encampments in front of schools. And again, she should know that. She really doesn't know that? She thinks it's a minority who screams the loudest? No, it's everybody. Show Robin of Carrion, write a column and list 10 people that you know who want homeless encampments in front of schools, who think it's a good thing to have half-naked meth addicts screaming and howling in front of a school with all their garbage and filth and feces and needles. Show me the parent who wants that in front of their school. Find me, find me 10. What are these effective progressive solutions that she dreams about here? You're looking at two politicians, Bonin and Gascon, who are supposed to represent that, and their solutions are horrific with because, big consequences. Because she's a brainwashed member of a cult. You're right. Th there are people. And she's like, well, there's got to be somebody out there that can solve these problems without getting other people angry. There are people in Charlie Manson's cult who thought he was a man of peace and spirituality. People's brains don't work very well. But in our modern culture, if your brain is crazy and you have a bunch of wacky ideas, you can get a job at the uh, L.A. Times and, and make some decent money print, printing all your, your insanity. I, it, this is a public challenge, Robin, I'm carrying. Find me 10 parents on the west side. Go to the most liberal districts on the west side who want the uh, homeless encampment. Uh, throw in some child sex offenders into the camp, too. See, see who wants that. All right, the mastermind behind the 1976 kidnapping of a bus driver and 26 children in Chowchilla has been granted parole. It's hard to believe. We'll give you the details in the story coming up next. Johnny Ken, KFI. Well, it was a crime that at the time made worldwide news because it was just unbelievable. We take you back to July of 1976. 26 school children and their bus driver, the bus driver's name was Ed Ray, they were kidnapped from a school bus in the countryside near Chowchilla, California. They were eventually transferred to a van and buried in a quarry in Livermore. The idea of the kidnappers was to get $5 million for their release. Fortunately, the bus driver and a couple of the kids figured a way out and got out of the quarry and lived. The mastermind of this crime is a man by the name of Frederick Woods, and he is going to be paroled. Do you believe this? This was the 18th I, I, time he's appeared before the parole board. 70 years old. And, and, I, I mean, I, you almost have to say this crime over and over again, louder and louder, until people get it. This was nutty and elaborate. 26 students and a bus driver. Buried alive in a bus in a rock quarry. Yeah, there's pictures and, of the old van that they were stuck in. And uh, thank God they managed to climb out. Who knows what could have happened? And, of course, this parole department is letting them out. But we don't have the name of these parole officials. No. Again, we've got absolutely insane men or women who are on this parole board who look at a guy who buried 26 children alive and they don't run for re-election. We pay their salaries. They're not held publicly accountable. They're not forced to speak to us and explain this. 
So here's I, how I, it I mean, works. It's, it's an, it, this is an insane system. The Madeira County DA, and we're going to quote her in a moment, Sally Moreno, challenged the initial finding that this guy f- could finally be paroled. That means it had to go to a review from the entire parole board. And they made the decision to move forward with the parole. Gavin Newsom can only intercede if there was a murder involved, and that did not happen in this case. Here's what Moreno said. I'm angry, frustrated, and disturbed because justice has been mocked in Madera County. Let me put it bluntly. If you kidnap a busload of school children, abandon them buried alive, and still get out of prison after committing that crime and spending your time in prison flouting the law, breaking the rules, and demonstrating by your conduct that you've learned nothing since committing that crime, it says a lot about the state of our society and the state of California right now. And it does, doesn't it? Well, We're going to let everybody out. It doesn't matter what they did. It's complete chaos. You know why it wasn't a murder? Because the bus driver and some of the older children stacked mattresses high enough to climb out an opening at the top of the buried van. They pushed open a metal lid that was covered with 200 pounds of industrial batteries. Wow. Then cleared some debris and freed the rest of the children after 16 hours underground. They're underground in the quarry with the batteries holding the lid on the escape hatch on the roof of the bus. Remarkable. I'm just absolutely in shock. By the way... This this was this was a bad guy. He he was caught with pornography in prison in two thousand and two and two thousand and three. Probably who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> Men alone in a prison cell, they're going to get something. And and, and contraband and, cell phone. Yeah, well, again, who hasn't been? Um, I mean, Fred. Right, so he wasn't a model prisoner, but those aren't the worst offenses. Fred Woods. And his brothers, Richard and James Schoenfeld, and the Schoenfelds were let out of parole some years ago. Yeah, Woods, apparently, because he was considered the mastermind, I guess, got the worst of the sentences. I, I just now Two I, victims of the kidnapping and a relative of the third victim, who has since died, spoke at a hearing. One of them said, it's hard to articulate everything I'm feeling, all the suffering that he caused to those children throughout their lives, which will continue unabated. Oh, that was according to the DA, Moreno. But uh, whoever was willing to come forward spoke out against this man's release. I'm looking at all these anonymous commissioners online. I I called up the the page, and and there's 21 of them. So I guess they they had the entire board granting him the parole because it was was challenged. Maybe it was a majority vote. I don't know how it works. Yeah. I mean— Robert Barton, Patricia Cassidy, Kevin Chappell, Diane Dobbs, and there's 17 more of these people. And they have, if you click the links, they have they have biographies. And I, I, I'm just astonished here how you could bury 26 children in a bus and get paroled. Because it's this, California? No, it's because, it's, because, it's because they've all caught this brainwash disease. They don't do this in any other states. Nobody believes in this stuff around the country, with a few exceptions. But most people don't. Most most parole commissioners don't. Most politicians don't. What what did they all gone? Did they all go to a re-education camp somewhere? Are they all afraid for their jobs that they have to do a certain thing, or they're going to get fired, replaced, be publicly denounced on Twitter? I mean, what what's the what's the weapon that's being used against them? 
Do you really? A majority of these parole commissioners think that that guy ought to let go? Why, why, don't, why, don't, why don't they speak publicly? Why don't they sit down at a, at a news conference, an interview? Why don't By they the way, tell us why this guy is deserving? These three kidnappers were apparently uh, healthy and wealthy. They came from good homes, went to college. One of them was interviewed after he got paroled in 2015, not the mastermind we're talking about today. And his answer was basically that he didn't feel special anymore. They had moved to a new community, and he said, I, I bought a Jaguar. I found out the insurance was more than I made in a whole year because they were in their 20s when they did this. I had envy issues trying to fit in with the crowd. I decided money would solve my problems. I felt I couldn't earn my way out of my problems without money. I was supposedly, he says he was $23,000 in debt. Because he couldn't afford the insurance on his Jaguar. Yes. And some I, of the money what? he owed to Fred Woods, who's the guy that's getting paroled. So they all came together with this money-making scheme to kidnap the children and ask for $5 million. But they actually buried them alive. They didn't just kidnap them. They all well, they, they were keeping them hidden, I guess is why they put them down there in the quarry, hidden away until they got their money. But I, I don't know if their plan was to just, I, don't, I guess their plan was, you give us the five million, we'll tell you where they are. It's a bunch of psychos. Oh, we, we have to hear about their, their, their financial issues, the, their self-created yeah, financial issues? Yeah, had a financial issue. Oh, really? Did he? Yeah. In other words, he, bu he bought a car that he couldn't afford, huh? Wow. Fascinating. He said, why did you choose these children? He said, we needed multiple victims to get multiple millions. We picked children because they're precious. The state would be willing to pay for them. And they don't fight back. They're vulnerable. They mm. will mind. They will go. do what we tell them to do. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, sure. That, that was one of the most bizarre crimes ever, though. I remember yeah. the headlines on that story. Wow. Kidnapping a bus full of children, burying them in a quarry. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ked, KFI. All right, we're roaring back with the Moist Line day after tomorrow. So a quick reminder that you can leave a message through the iHeartRadio app with the microphone icon. You can call the old toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. A lot of Gascon stuff, Eric? Uh, oh, the uh, Moist Line calling yeah. so far? A lot of the yes. anger. Yeah, yes. as the news broke Monday, so that's probably still in there. Uh, we update you now on Salman Rushdie's attacker. This is a story from last week where the uh, author of the Satanic Verses, who had a fatwa put on him back in 1989 by the then Iranian Ayatollah Did, Ruala Khomeini. How many people do you think actually read that book? The Satanic Verses? Yeah. Nice. Sounds like something that's really dense and boring. I have no idea. I, yeah. Uh, he, of course, was speaking at an event in upstate New York when he was attacked by a New Jersey man identified as Hadi Matar from Fairview, New Jersey. Uh, Rushdie has survived. Did he get it? Is he out of danger for losing an eye? Do we know? Did they update that at all? Mm. They said he might lose an eye. He was no. stabbed like 10 times. They, 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 no, they haven't. Uh, the, the worst injuries were his, his eye, apparently. You know, took a hit from the knife. The knife went into his eye. You think? I think so. Yeah. Well, that that you can't. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. And then a arm uh, arm nerves severed, hmm. and I don't know if those are those regenerate or not. Some nerves do. Some nerves don't. Uh, and and his liver got uh, got slashed. How long was this guy on top of him stabbing him? I didn't. Uh, it looks like everybody froze. 
I, so I, the, the, the alleged stabber did a jailhouse interview with the New York Post. Yeah, some guys who are accused of crimes, just they like to talk. He said that uh, he would not say that he was inspired by the fatwa because his lawyer warned him. <laughs> I respect the Ayatollah. I think he's a great person. That's as far as I will say about that. Well, obviously, he says he's only read a couple of pages of the satanic verses. No, I, he's another guy who is living in his mother's basement. Hmm. And he probably got radicalized. He would play video games in the basement. He didn't have he didn't work very much. He's no different than all the American guy, white guys who sit in the basement and stew and get angry. They're on the Internet. They absorb all kinds of radical thought. And then they go out and do a mass shooting at a school. It's the same guy. It's just a different subject, different target. So he was absorbing information about Salman Rushdie and oh, got looked up and well, realized, yeah. oh, this might be my chance. He's in upstate New York. Well, he, he, he's Iranian. So it's, this, is, this is an Iranian issue. From the Iranian Ayatollah, Ayatollah over his religion. So this this would be, you know, uh, the type of issue that we would get animated by. He said I he denied being in contact with the Iran's Revolutionary Guard. He said that he saw a tweet announcing that Salman Rushdie would be visiting in the winter in Chautauqua. So that inspired him. Uh, I don't like the person. I don't think he's a very good person. I don't like him. I don't like him very much. He's someone who attacked Islam. He attacked their beliefs, the belief systems, is his quote. Hmm. So he it, said that he, uh, he read got a couple there, of pages he took a of... bus to Buffalo the day before the attack. He grabbed a lift ride to Chautauqua and actually told the Post reporter, it's a nice place, the Chautauqua institution where Salman Rushdie was scheduled it's to It's a speak. good place to uh, try to stab someone to death. Yeah, I was hanging around, not doing anything particular, just walking around. I was just outside the whole time. Uh, <clears throat> he said he watched videos of Salman Rushdie on YouTube. I saw a lot of his lectures. I don't like people who are disingenuous like that. I'm not even sure what that means, but... Uh, untruthful. No. Uh, he was born to U.S. parents from southern Lebanon. But he didn't respond to questions about a month-long 2018 trip to the Middle Eastern country to visit his father. His mother, of course, you have heard. John mentioned he lived in the basement. She's disowned him. I think her quote was, I'm done with him. I'm through with him. Yeah. <laughs> Good job monitoring him while he's in your house. She claims that 2018 visit changed him. He became more religious and more isolated and hung out in the basement yeah. after got, returning. Well, he got radicalized. We remember the, during the terrorism era about young men over the Internet finding strange imams preaching all kinds of well, hatred it appears and violence he went to Lebanon against in 2018 America. and he hooked up with them in person. He didn't. And then he came back and he probably just started looking up stuff yeah. because he became more obsessed. And he decided hmm, someday Salman Rushdie. That's who I want. Well, just like just like the, the ones, uh, the homegrown uh, white kids. Uh, they, you know, I'm sure this guy was a, another version of an incel. Doesn't have a girlfriend, doesn't have a job. And, and sits and just absorbs nonsense culture. And he, 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 wants to, he wants to be someone who matters. He wants, I mean, for, for, for over 30 years, we've heard Salman Rushdie was under the fatwa that uh, the Ayatollah wanted him killed. And nobody did kill him. He was in hiding. He was in the, a, a witness protection style program for, for many years. The Stabber worked at the, a Marshalls in Edgewater, New Jersey for two months, mm -hmm. but spent most of his time in the basement 
using the internet, playing video games, watching Netflix, stuff like that. Right, exactly. So these guys, all the guys in mom's basement, they're all the uh, terrorists, serial killers, mass murderers of the future. The assassins, they're all sitting in basements all over. Ready to go. Mom's afraid to go down there. Doesn't know Uh, what happened. He was okay, and I went on a trip, and then he came back different. He was changed. It's always the same lines. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.